Hello and welcome to Canine Hooper's World, the podcast. A whole new world of fun. Everyone's invited. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 37 of Canine Hooper's World, the podcast. If you are on Facebook, you may have come across this lady before because her blog posts are brilliant. Um, She's been an inspiration to me and she is an amazing, amazing trainer and behaviourist. She's also part of the Chewy family. I'd like to welcome Catherine. Hello, how are you? Hello, I'm fine, thank you. How are you? I'm good, my darling. So for people that don't know you, who are you? What do you do? um well oh that's a difficult one I hate being put on the spotlight um I'm a behaviorist and trainer I came into it a bit later on in life before that I was a lecturer a head of school at um, a local college so I've got quite a good grounding of people skills motivation coaching mentoring skills and also systems and also observation because I was trained as a lesson observer with um, Ofsted so those skills came in and uh, in 2012 I decided to take voluntary redundancy and jump into the dog world <laughs> and be- <laughs> just like that um, just like that um, before that my mum and dad always had um, large breed dogs because we lived in pubs pub, um, they were publicans so we had German shepherds and then the strain of German shepherds at the time were getting cancers really early so three and four and then they moved into dad bought over rottweilers which is where my love of rottweilers come from mm-hmm. um, and then it sort of just gradually developed from there I won't uh, I've, you know and you learn and you go on courses, you, you do your Steve Mann stuff and your muster. And and then I went and did a higher degree to top up my other degrees in uh, animal behaviour and training. Amazing. See, so that step to going and doing the higher degree, like you've made it sound like it's just so simple and easy. It's really not. Like, honestly, the, the knowledge you have and like the theoretical understanding you have of training and behaviour just makes my brain hurt (laughs) oh thank you what I liked about that I I initially went to start right at the bottom and do the foundation then the the BSc and then the MSc but because they looked at what I'd already done they looked at the courses that I'd already done with dogs and they felt that you know yes it was a blooming stretch I'm not saying my head hurt that first (laughs) few modules um because it was like and it was the coding It was everybody was talking in this code and it was like Spanish or Portuguese to me. I didn't understand SD and all of that. And I I feel that that's really rude. So whenever I'm talking or lecturing or doing a workshop, I always try and to other trainers and behaviorists and even the joke, you know, the general public, I try and speak as plainly as I can and use analogies as best I can because it's not behavior and training is not complicated. (laughs) <laughs> it's putting all the variables. It's not. It's yep. putting all the variables together. And the sim. I I was talking to David Bryce a couple of months ago, and I said there's an elegance. Like the, when I watch you doing your um with with Dodge, there's an elegance to how you work with Dodge on that. You know, training. Field. I appreciate. 
generally me and the word elegance are not put in the same sentence so i appreciate you for that thank because you you've worked it that it, there's simple cues and that's all it is and yeah. sometimes i think that's the when you go to an appointment and especially you know about multiple dogs you go to an appointment and they think it's going to be really difficult and it can be very simple yeah but it's the repet the repetitive nature of that simple um training plan that gains the you know like you practice going around a corner because you know i'm a motorcyclist and you practice and we do the flip-flops to the craven arms i can i used to do them at 35 now i can do them at 85 now that's on a 60 mile an hour road i'm not gonna say where they are but it's, it's, it's on a track and it's perfectly legal <laughs> <laughs> i think i'm on a <laughs> silver spoon but what i'm saying is when you know and it's dry weather and the conditions again the environment and the practice in bad environments has taught me to read the road and that's all of the the jobs that i've had all of the things that i do the hobbies that i do have led to me looking at a situation and thinking well if we just do this adjust that and then we'll see how that goes and it's about the owners also and people looking and it's tiny increments of behavioral progress mm -hmm. then that add up eventually to that massive wow look how far we've come and that's yeah. where record keeping even if it's just a video diary yeah. and i spoke to you know mentoring new behaviors so i says why are you writing out a big report at the end of an appointment and i said sit in the car video yourself and say what you've just done what they've got to do and when the next appointment is and they've got it right there you talking to them as a person because Ooh, that's a top training tip yeah that's so that's what i started tip. doing because i was getting to the point i was coming back from appointments typing up and i was getting this one if i got three a day although i keep good records i was typing it on my yeah, phone muddled, thought, well, it's easy to yeah just video yourself you know they've seen your face so you've got no makeup on your hair's a mess you've got your cap on it doesn't matter it's the content that's coming out of your mouth so that's where I, you know, like the the new trainers and behaviors, they've still got a record because they've sent it via WhatsApp. And if they yeah. want to put little notes, or they want to save it somewhere else with, you know, I don't know, Pippa and Jojo or whatever date yeah. and a, like a little topic line, they can save that on the computer so they can go back and on this date I did this. So yeah. I, I think we make it too complicated because again of that imposter syndrome that we think it should be done this way. Yeah, instead yeah, yeah. of creating our own way yeah yeah no massively and like you know i'm a big fan of videoing training like i video most of my training stuff even if it's just like if dodge is doing some of his physio stuff because i can video it and then i can look back and go oh is he like level on all his legs also means if he does something i'm not sure about rather than me trying to ring up his physio and go well, he did this thing and it sort of looked like this i can just go oh this is a video he did this thing yeah and she can look at it and go yes or no or whatever you know even today you know um he had a play date with his girlfriend bonnie and the grass was quite long and it was a bit wet and he was doing this weird like he was running and literally sliding on his shoulder and rolling over in the long grass having like the best time <laughs> yeah I got it on video because do you know what? As a behavior, it was actually really fun to watch. And yeah. then I and then I realized I said to Rebecca, Bonnie's mum, I was like, he doesn't get to play in long grass very often. So actually, this is like obviously quite fun for it. And it was like, you know, when you watch kids like 
run along then skid on their yeah. knees along the floor yeah. that's exactly what he was doing it was like the dog yeah. equivalent and Bonnie was kind of there going what are you doing and then she started to join as well she was like as she did this it's quite cool and then they're both just upside down dismantled in the long wet grass and I was like yeah so they're now soaked wicked <laughs> but what joy to see they're joyful exactly they're that. playful that is you've got that that is when the dog is completely balanced and enjoying being alive and yeah. I think there's we we often take videos of dogs you know it's all about the negative bias it's never about the positive bias and we have those funny little videos but sometimes I think oh that's a waste of time I need to see this in order to do this but you need to have that balance as well and when you see that in your dog I think that's good because if he's having physio and there's some discomfort he wouldn't be doing that if he was in mega pain exactly Exactly. You know I mean? He literally have... saw the physio yesterday and today he's running around like, woohoo, I feel yeah. good today. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, okay, but we please had, don't um... break yourself. <laughs> <laughs> we had a, um, a Staffordshire Bull Terrier, Tippy, and she's called Tippy because she looked like she dipped her feet in Tippex and a, a face. You know, the, um... Loving it. Yeah, yeah. And we took her to Cannock Chase and I, my, my eldest son was with me and she did exactly the same, but she went through this mud puddle and I'm talking a pig mud puddle and all she'd got that wasn't covered in mud was the one white eye <laughs> and we just looked and I thought how the hell and we was in the car as well so it was like how the hell do we get so we had to take her down to this pond that we know she didn't like water but we got like the cup the coffee cup and we was just trying to get this <laughs> she was just wet not she looked like that and the smile you know the staffy smile the, yeah we're the, very familiar with the, the staffy smile yeah she just so it was such a wonderful thing to see but we never got it on video which again is why i think sometimes just videoing your dogs yeah not training just being yeah we often miss how they're like with my large group of dogs just being i watch the relationships changing you know when we lost lady the grandma of the group and the relationships changed in the group we've had a new rotty youngster come in and she's fired everybody up she's and when you add <laughs> if you're not watching what's going on yeah when you know what like i need another one when you're not they asked me to foster her like oh, i'm gonna foster a rotty and then give her away i don't know but anyway i just need to win the lottery so just i can have for the, just for the <laughs> listeners quickly let's just because I've already joked about like we've both mentioned multi dog households, and I did joke with you earlier that you have a few more than me. How many dogs currently reside in your house permanently? At the moment, twenty of my own, and two permanent fosters. And so, I'm not. I'm in a three bedroomed ex council house, but we make it work. So it just shows. So when people say to me, and I, I think. One of my successes is because I've got gated communities. There's mm -hmm. gates everywhere because yeah. I often need them if I'm bringing in. And then we've stopped fostering for this year because my husband needed a break. Bearing mm -hmm. in mind he lives here as well. And, you know, and I was going out and working and coming back and working. It was getting, my dogs needed a break. We'd lost yeah, yeah, two yeah. dogs. We'd had a new dog. You know, I, I need to put my dogs first for a, a while. Mm -hmm. And then one of the fosters um, came from Macedonia. Her name was Bella. We had to change that. She's now Goldie Horn. She's got re she had really severe resource guardian. I mean, the worst I've seen. Mm -hmm. Really bad. Now we're getting to grumbles and she'll give me the clue, but she just, her behavior was just off. So she'd obviously been hurt. 
And then the other foster dog is the mom to the, my two Newfoundlands, two tons of fun, Maya and Misty. And the mom is Missy. So try calling those three across the field. I'll just go, and they all come. Um, and Missy, her dad was lost, you know, had a bit of a problem. And she was living in the back of his car for three months. And he asked me if I could look after it. And he can't have her back. Mm. Um, you know, he, he's found and talked about it. So she's staying here. I'm not going to, at eight and a half, put, because it was so traumatic to come here. Yeah. And a, a, a daughter's help. But again, you'd think her, she would be close with a daughter. She isn't. So when people say siblings, you know, Maya and Misty are siblings. I've got Valentino and Marco, siblings. I've got Rosie and Tom, siblings. So all of, when people say about, um, you know, their, uh, what is it, um, syndrome. Oh, yeah. God. You know which one I mean. Yeah, mate syndrome. Yeah, that's the one. Do you know that word went out of my head? Just like that. <laughs> Uh, it was a mommy moment and when that I just look and I think well no because I've always trained them separately I've always treated yeah, yeah, yeah. them separately so again I will say having multiple dogs having a lot a large number I'm not a hoarder by any means but North came because he was aggressive Bella was a present you know Sasha was a present Tom and Rosie came they wouldn't settle anywhere else and they kept running off they don't anymore Bear was a shepherd he got mounted by another shepherd. We, do, we don't happy. need to say anything else. Bear, Bear's just a shepherd. That's a shepherd. why he's here. So he's, but he was fine up until this, this other shepherd mounted him. And then this other shepherd mounted him. And then I'd got a blooming nightmare of a dog. And I used to stand back and he wanted to kill everything. Everything. Wow. So he's the daddy of the group, for want of a better word, because, you know, hierarchy is fluid. He's the one that just keeps an eye on everybody. Yep. And then we've got a really, I had to work at, when I bought a foster dog in, when I was heavily fostering, because we've been up to 37 dogs here, short term, 37. And, and just I, as a reminder, I mean, we're not talking chihuahuas, are we? Like, <laughs> big dogs. Well, hounds, and just, just, I mean, I've had, there was a group of five dogs that um, Angelina from um, Rainbow Dog Rescue, which is a local rescue, asked me mm -hmm. to have, and she says, can you have the five dogs? And I went, are they all from the same family? Because I've got to, I've got to put them in a place all together. So yeah. we've had dogs that are in bedrooms, on hallways, but they don't care as long as they're fed, they have affection, they know the routine. Those are the key things I find with multiple dogs. And they have their own time. So yeah. I comb one or groom one, I get them up on the table and have a bit of a, a fuss and they feel okay. And then there'd be a bit of training. So mine aren't the best trained dogs, I'm going to be honest. There's... I'd, but there's not enough hours in the day for you to have like yeah. them all to be at freaking Croft's obedience level. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like that's just yeah. So that would be my own job. That would be my only job from the time I got get up. My dogs are good, sociable dogs that give mm -hmm. me signals that I understand. Mm -hmm. So when they need a timeout or when they go, Mom, I've had enough of this. Mm -hmm. They'll move. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. that's also the relationship, and I think being. Uh, complementary therapist practitioner to mm -hmm. quite a high level that was one of my degrees I think I look at it as they're holistic so I sense you can smell um, illness on them yeah. if you've got a, and as aromatherapist I smell I can smell my grandkids and I think that that is where I um, when people say how do you do it I couldn't actually say I just mm -hmm. look at a situation 
I work on practice. I've been bitten because I've pushed, you mm -hmm. know, and the dog's gone, okay, I've had enough of you. Here, have a bit of this. Here's my teeth. And then I've gone, okay, but that doesn't make me frightened of the dog. It's just like, all right, then. I'll probably put, and it's my learning, you know, and yeah, you don't yeah. do it again because you've done well hurt. You know? Well, yeah. Um, you know, and you, as you do, and that's just me when I was first starting and you, you, you're learning and you, you, you're not as proficient at what you're looking for. You're working with more difficult cases yeah. and, you, you know, I want results just the same as the person. And sometimes I've probably pushed a little bit, but that's my personality. And mm -hmm. I will say being a nana has helped me just mm -hmm. relax a little bit more. It'll be all right in the end, even if it takes another week. <laughs> yeah, it's that, exactly so. that. And that's the thing, though, isn't it? So many people are like on a rush to get to the destination. But for me, it, it is the journey. The joy of it is the journey of you and your dog learning together. Like, obviously, the dynamics in our household, the three girls are so easy. The girls are just easy. And then there's the creature. Yeah. And there's a lot of control and management in place. And, you know, when, when people see him kind of in public, they don't understand the control that's... And by control, I don't mean like, oh, he has to do this and that. And that, and that. Yeah. It's yeah. me watching uh, the situation and being mindful of the situation and everything else. Like, do I take him into the world as in the local park? Nope. Not at all. But... The other week, um, there was filming at IMDT, took him to that. He was in an outdoor school with eight dogs he didn't know on lead at a safe yeah. distance, and he was caught cool and he did filming. The only shepherdy moment he had was actually at Moose, which was hilarious. Um, he's he's decided he's Moose isn't really his mate. Like he'll be Moose can hang around, but then he'll just roar at him just because he's not a shepherd person. He prefers them Rottweilers, so likes to keep him on his toes um it's honestly it's hilarious but I say it's hilarious because Moose understands completely that it's not personal it's just the shepherd being a shepherd and yeah. the amount of times his rotties probably done the same thing to people like I think it's level yeah. it's yeah. I said to him it's, it's karma I said dodge is like payback for the times yeah. Jeff Rose made people jump like it's it's equal yeah. But then he really likes Alan, who's absolutely big, huge, like, you know, yeah. martial arts, who we did. Um, Alan was our guest at the beginning of the season, um, back at the beginning of the year. And Dodge is like, oh, big man, cool. Yeah. Like, and that, that, that's the thing, you, like, when you go into a situation, exactly. But it's, I mean, I look at the fact that it can cope with that learning environment, probably because you've done the hoopers and the shows. So that is really close to his normal. It's yeah. just when somebody's close to him for the filming. And I think, you know, that's where you built that resilience in the dog that he can cope with it. You know, where another dog might be thinking, oh, this is cool. And just been ambling around. And I've got a few of them. And this is the thing about my dog. They've all got a role. Every single yeah. one of my dogs has got a role from whether it's play dogs, whether it's the ones that bring the anxious dogs out. We had Sasha, we had a foster dog come in, a little Jack Russell-y thing. That's really technical, isn't it? <laughs> Jack Russell cross dog. It was, it was a small terrier type. It was, it was a mere snacklet to most of the dogs in Catherine's house. And I wasn't here and Paul brought it in and then he let 
the what we know are the gentle dogs out mm -hmm. and this dog went under the the chairs that's why there's there's things around so that can go through things under things on top of things so it might look disorganized but there's reasons why i've done it the yeah. way i've done it um and he was up the corner and i was on my way back again it was a full day and paul said he says sasha sat there for two hours two hours with it, this dog wasn't full sunlight so we weren't worried yeah sort of giving the dog it's all right buddy and then she picked the lead up i've never taught her to do this and it was as i said come on it's all right come on out and the dog followed her she was walking around the the the, the water buckets as i call them taking this dog around as though she was doing a tour of the garden and it was like oh my again God. Yeah, Paul didn't get on video and I'm thinking that would have been wicked to show people how a dog relates to another dog and also how the dog waits for that. How did she know that at that time that when she picked that lead up, the dog wouldn't go and pull back? Yeah. How did she? There's obviously an exchange. As she got back to the dog, she just picked the lead up as I'd say, right, enough's enough. Come on, buddy, we're going out. Come on, dude, you can, you can breathe, it's fine, let's go. I'm with you, I'm with you, and her little tail's going up, she's a Sammy, so, you know, their tails are like feather dusters. Um, but, again, there's an intelligence, because mine have been exposed to dog after dog, after multiple dogs after dogs, mm -hmm. and I'm talking aggressive dogs, I'm talking dogs that are touchy with their bodies, I'm talking about dogs that... You know, have been in pain and yeah. and they're, they're nervous about anything being around them. So they're they're, they're air snapping and then the terrified. Of, my dogs just go, it's all right. Just you be yourself. We're over here whenever you're ready. Mm -hmm. And because they've got that wisdom and intelligence, and that takes training. Yeah, that takes repeated. Now, again, when you go into the families, and you know this yourself, when you bring your your dogs into the family, or uh, you know this. And you never get a dog to solve another dog's problems. Don't ever buy a dog thinking it's going to solve the one that you've got. That is just absolutely stupid way of buying or rescuing or adopting. You're, you, they're individuals. And if I say to you, Carrie, I'm just going to come down and live with you for six months. You never tell your husband. I'm just going to come down and I'll get on all right with your dogs. I'll take them out for walks. I'll help you with. And you'd be, yeah, 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 that's no problem, Catherine, I'm sure, because I'm pretty good. I tidy up after myself. I don't <laughs> eat a lot either, considering And also, clothes. you're a shepherd person, so you're I'm allowed in the house, you're fine. I don't understand. How would your husband feel about having this stranger that he might have heard about? Yeah. He doesn't know. And that's what we're expecting our dogs to deal with, this yes. stranger. And when you put yourself in that position then you can understand why the dogs do what they do. So it's yeah, like, whoa, yeah. this is my bed, my mom, this is this. I'm not happy with you. I don't really know whether you're going to hurt me. You know, when you get a big dog to a little dog or a little dog to a big dog, sometimes the problems aren't the big dogs, they're the little snappy ones. Chihuahua, mama. It's yeah. a fact. <laughs> I've got my lasses and my shih tzu, so I'm, they're feisty. You're feisty, yeah, Jack Russell's. Jackson's, all of those, they're feisty. And that, is that because this big dog's come in and then the big dog being playful has hurt the little dog? Mm. This is where I, I, I often go in and I say, well, they just expect them to be friends. Well, that, how long does it take you to be a friend with somebody, Carrie Anne? I know it yeah. takes me a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. expecting our dogs to all of a sudden be best buds over the park? It's just 
expectations are way... This is the mental thing, isn't it? Because you think, how many people do you walk past in a supermarket? How many people, if you're, I don't know, going into a restaurant, you just walk to your table, you speak to the waiter or the waitress, you like, you know, you might maybe make eye contact with someone and smile at a table across, but you don't go around every single table in the restaurant and say hello to everyone because people would think you're a freaking weirdo. But in a park situation, there yeah. are the dogs that run up to every single dog in the park and what's, and you're like, that's not okay. <laughs> but yeah. also it's not normal. Yeah. Well, this is where I think the work on what's what is a social dog, and a social dog is something some a dog that just goes meh. Should we go over? Looks at mom, and you go no, no, we'll stay here. We'll go this way, and they just follow because they're not bothered yes. about. Yep, yep. You know they're not bothered about having. Um, you know they will be friendly, but it's that building up of the resilience, but it's also building up the the. You know, I mean, I went to the Cadbury chocolate factory, best thing I ever did in Bourneville, up here. And I didn't eat chocolate for four weeks because the smell of it made me so ill. Oh, so, that's interesting. Yeah, best diet I ever did. <laughs> so the smell, and it's like McDonald's. I don't particularly like McDonald's because of the smell. And the same with dogs. If you're exposed to dogs after, and I have my own, they, they were telling me on so many levels, we need a break, mum. Yeah, we've, we've worked with these dogs. We've had Junior in, which you know, bless him, he did so well. The uh, shepherd, he was full on for about three weeks. That means mine have got to modify their natural behaviour, mm -hmm. which, if you like, goes against the five freedoms. But it's just that they're being mindful because they're working. But there was times the Junior would go away so that they could play, relax. I'd take them out. We'd have a play, yeah. best I could with my gimpy leg and but you could see those first few weeks now when he came back before we took him to Portugal in the car with his um Davina when he came back he came in like a different dog oh, I was yeah. expecting to at least lower my criteria but he came in because he knew the smell he knew Auntie Catherine wouldn't let anything happen to him mm -hmm. or his uncle Paul he knew the dogs it was like Rita was there the baby Rotty playmates here so that was it they yeah. were full on playing for about an hour absolutely exhausted and then it was back it was like it set the scene and it was mm -hmm. much better on second long-term exposure you know like it wasn't an hour it was a couple of weeks yeah and that's fine because you know that was part of the job so <clears throat> when I look at multiple when people say you know how do you make it work and I think well I can't just focus on one thing so it, it helps with my I'm quite um, a ball juggler. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I've got a couple, and I love to watch. My my favourite thing is when I'm sitting outside with my coffee, usually with my sweater on now, and I'm watching them interact. And if you watch and you observe, you learn. There yeah, is yeah, nothing yeah. better than your National Geographic Canine Central outside. Yeah. And it's not in a book where I, there's things I think, oh, that's, I've never read that when I see something happen, yeah. I've never read that and or a journal. I used or, to see that when I used to do dog walking, like how my little group of 
like dogs used to interact with each other. And then if a random dog would come in or I had a new client and bringing those into like the little group, like just as you say, just sitting watching dogs be dogs is like the best thing ever. I mean, the girls, like the girls kind of just pot around sniffing now. It's not like, you know, it's it's a bit yeah. more watch. I don't want to say watching paint dry because it's not boring, but the girls kind of don't do so much. But watching Dodge interact with other dogs that he's called to interact with, it's really interesting because with the girls, he'll sort of try and play and Munch will go enough and he goes, oh, yeah, sorry, okay, let's go and sniff. Because she doesn't need a big lump of a shepherd dumping on her head. Do you know what I mean? The chihuahuas just, I mean, minks can look at him from across the field and go, do not. And he's like... Oh, yes, he doesn't like me, John. And he's play bowing and he's yipping and he's desperate for her to play with him. And she just goes, no, and walks off. And he's like, you watch his heart crumble. Like, he is desperate for her to love him. And she tolerates him. But I always knew that that was... She loves him, but from afar. (laughs) No, she just tolerates him. Like, honestly, she's like is this thing in our house why do, why can it go home now like please mama but it's so interesting to watch different dogs and different dynamics to play and one thing that's lovely like especially if he's out with um bunny or like his other friend fidget him and fidget do lots of the wrestling stuff but when we go guys come on they're like oh okay we will just walk and sniff and that's cool and people yeah. seem to think that it should all be the wrestling and the chasing and the right but actually, the sniffing and the mooching and the chilling is much more appropriate. Much more appropriate. There's a balance there, isn't there? You know, like when I take my group out, there'll be the, the intense play and then the chill. Yeah. And I think it just drops that arousal down, yeah. you know. It also relaxes their muscles, but you can't be running like an athlete if you're... I couldn't do it, so I'm not expecting my dogs to do mm-hmm. it, to like, jump on the field, and then they're having a run. Some of them like to, Sasha does everything at 100, you know, the, the one that helped that other dog where she's yeah. got two hours. That's one she, of your words, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. She likes running. Her favourite thing is running. Don't ask mm-hmm. her to walk, she hates it. But she'll just run, and she'll just loop you all the time. She's, I mean, I think there's a shepherd gene in there somewhere. But she just goes out, she's very sociable, she comes back when I ask her. She'll walk by the side of me, but as soon as I go, okay, she's running. Her yeah. favourite speed is that canter, that yeah. nice canter. And then if she's after the ball, she loves the gallop. I don't do a lot of ball play because until they've had the running first. Because I, 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 preach, like them to I warm preach up about ball play all the time. And you know my feelings on ball play. Be careful, yeah. don't break dogs. Um, but yeah. I think like what you're saying, like I'm there going, oh my God, Dodge would love her. Like he would be like, oh, we can do the running thing. That's cool. Yeah. So today he hadn't seen Bonnie for a little while and he was just a little bit too full on at the start because they hadn't seen each other for a little while. And he was a bit like, girlfriend. And I was like, uh, manners. And he went, oh yeah, sorry. And in the end, Bonnie went, actually. And he went, oh, I'm terribly sorry. I crossed the line, didn't I? Okay. Now, if a boy dog went actually, I'm pretty sure he'd be like, oh, are you actually in? Yeah, yeah. Because he's at that age and that stage of the world and he's got his big old balls hanging out the back and he's all like, so at the moment, do do I allow him to interact with other male dogs? No. 
No, because you've only got one. And I've seen that with Junior. It, um, he had um, towards the end. I don't know what had happened with Valentino, but him and Valentino were having these walk past grumbles, guns at dawn. And I thought Valentino's quite. Um, he's another Sammy Ed Cross Husky, and he's quite solid. Yeah, that's all I want to say. Is he's a solid dog. He's not. He's not. There's no aggression in him. But and the most of his tail carriage is quite high naturally. Yes, it is over his tail. It yeah. just the fur's more husky than, and because they were a Spanish dogs, like I've gone international, yeah. they were Spanish dogs, and we only meant to have the one, and then the other adoption fell through. So, you know, like we are, throw another one in. Um, and Marco is his brother, and Marco's I call him my special needs dog because he thinks about everything. Mm -hmm. So I'll ask him to sit, and it's like, so why am I sitting? Hmm. Maybe there's something in it for me. And he, and this is, and he, but he is so good with children that want to fuss a fluffy dog because he's just so chilled. It's like yeah. he's on. I hate to say, he, he's like a dog on weed. And he's not, he's not on any palms. It's just his personality. He's just such a calm. I've got an image of like, um, uh, what was the rabbit on the magic roundabout? <laughs> I don't know, I can't remember. But you know the character I mean, like the slightly stoned rabbit. Yeah, Whatever, dude. But, but this, this oh. Junior and Valentina were having, and like, so I was aware, so I thought, oh, okay. And then I, what I do is, if you allow that to continue, you're mm -hmm. going to get explosion because mm -hmm. June is not going to back off because how dare he? And Valentino, this is his home. So what I eventually did was I just gave them breaks. So I'd have Valentino in circulation and I'd have then Junior in circulation. And it was just, they just had their time away from each other control and management like exactly and i didn't feel bad I, and that's the thing with um sometimes people feel oh well i want them all to be together but they don't want to be together so yeah. where are you going to make them if i if i'm going on holiday and i'm going to a, i don't know discos and i just want to have peace and beautiful yes. scenery and my bike and like lock and good food you know there's always yeah. good food in there I don't, I'm not a drinker you know grew up in pubs I've seen the damage and all the rest of it yeah. but you know, it's everybody else's choice I, it's just we we as I said we expect these dogs to just fit together and sometimes that takes years I've had dogs yeah. that have done North took a year to settle and he was a Samoyed that was a blummy story and all um, the owners of North had the puppies from Annie the breeder found me to get rid of Annie because she wasn't producing. Would you like her? Yeah. Oh, which I was because I thought she'll go somewhere else and won't be neutered or whatever. Yeah, Didn't yeah, want to yeah. have any more litters because it was yeah. getting dangerous. She came to us. The owners of the, the Alaska and Covey found us. Mm -hmm. They then got a dog from Serbia, another Samoyed, who came over and was like really attacking their dog. <laughs> so we came back from Scotland. Oh, no. I couldn't write a book on this. Came back from Scotland, went back up to T-Bay, which is halfway. They came down for me to work with North for six weeks. Mm -hmm. And he hasn't gone home. Because the day before he was due to go home, we booked the hotel for us yep. because we dropped. I would stay in there an extra day just to go through what we did. And mm -hmm. he came down here. We didn't have one issue. 
The only dog Norse is not particularly fond of is a red setter. That's all. He just doesn't like red. Okay. okay. He just doesn't like him. He, and he and they just they they respect each other's space. So it's like mm -hmm. oh, and I have to do the video of the memo when when I go out for a walk or you know I'm half looking after him for half a day. Yeah. So North took a year for me to understand. He got he got a different way of being. It took me a year to understand his signals because although dogs have certain behaviours and characteristics and all of that and breed specific mechanisms they all interpret the because of their learning differently and I had to learn north yeah so although I've got another two Samoyeds three Samoyeds whatever I had to learn north and it took him on a it took I took it took me a year to understand north and that's the other thing is some dogs take a some dogs will come in and they're settled and I've yeah. seen this with fosters others take a good three months others take three weeks some of them take three years and I've had dogs that haven't settled until that because they've <coughs> been so traumatized or they've been abandoned late on in life by their mum and dad have all of a sudden thought they're too old and I've had them for their end of days as a oh, forever foster. That's yeah. one of my bugbears. But yeah, so they've just other, like passed that's them a whole other <laughs> a whole other that's a whole other two podcast. And I've, I've thought, I am not passing this person, this dog on to anybody else. I will be there for you right to the end of your day. And I've done that. I can't tell you how many dogs I've done that with. Mm -hmm. I I'm, I know the routine at the vets. They know me and the routine on, on the end of days. Mm -hmm. That's all I'm going to say. And that's my duty as a human being in the gifts that they give me with keeping me bloody sane at times, my dogs do. Paul says that's why I need so many I've got so many personalities to keep going <laughs> but it's it's just evolved we started off with two we we went up to 12 we went down to eight we went up to 12 whoa, 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 stop. we started off at two we went up to 12 most people start to then maybe go to three or four yeah <laughs> but it's when dogs have come in and as I said they're a foster dog they don't do well out in that world and I I can't do it to them, Carrie Anne. I can't yeah, keep yeah, sending yeah. this dog no, out. I, and then I get start. that. I totally get that. I I used to foster for the RSPCA. We used to mainly do small animals, and um, apart from hamsters, because I don't trust hamsters. Um, but I used to foster like rats, mice, chipmunks, whatever. Um, the mice I ended up keeping all them because I was like, well, to be fair, we don't know exactly how old they are. They could live a year. They could live eighteen months. They could live two years. Like. And I saw this little group of little boy mice. Basically, someone had missexed a pair of mice at a pet shop and someone ended up with 30. Um, <laughs> and I took the boys. Also, yeah. boy mice are harder to rehome because they do smell a bit more because they're boys. Um, yeah. And I remember, like, we had some foster kittens in. Um, interestingly, we had one come in that only had three legs, bless it. It had um, it'd been born with a deformed leg and they um decided to remove what the the kind of stump that it was born with so he had three legs basically he was the quickest foster like he came in and someone saw him and went oh my god a three-legged cat and yeah. him. but we had one lot come in and they were feral and i mean like proper feral i remember the drop-off and we put them into the run opened up the cage and they were literally doing wall of death around me and i was like I can't get out right now because like 
And you basically had to wait for them all to run in and find the indoor bit where it was safe and then quickly get out and run because yeah. like all hell had broken loose. And I bought one, I bought one home. Um, a couple of times like, I remember my parents were away and I was looking after their house and they came home and there were like a couple of kittens added in. Um, my old collie was brilliant with cats. So he was a perfect foster self because we had a, a good dog savvy, a cat savvy dog in the house and you know you give them and most of them went out really quickly but little muffin um he didn't meow properly he used to come in the room his mouth would open ah. and that was yeah. his meow like it was the cutest little thing but it took about three months until he would actually kind of hang out. And my dad was amazing with him. And it got to the point I was like, oh, you know, like we can kind of stroke him now, do a little bit of handling. You couldn't pick him up. If you picked him up, like you would actually just bleed. And my dad went, well, he's got to stay now, hasn't he? Because we weren't prepared to put him through the trauma. When my yeah. dad sadly passed, one of his friends had a small holding and he now lives on the small holding because he needed to live in an environment where there was no pressure. He didn't have to be around people. He wasn't a pet cat. He was a cat that existed around people. It, it was a very yeah. different dynamic. Yeah. But, so I understand what you're saying when you've got these animals that have come in that either due to trauma or just the upheaval of a new existence and a new world. And I think with dogs, more so in ways, they are so kind of dependent on us that when their whole world breaks due to whatever reason, they do feel the trauma of it. And the fact that you have the setup that you do, I think is so amazing, slightly bonkers, but also yeah. beautiful that you can help these dogs and you, you have the skill set to help them because I think as trainers, we do end up with the not so easy ones. You know, because well, I think you take them on, don't you? I mean, it's like Goldie. Um, I was asked by um, Star Stars D, which is Stronger Together Animal Rescue, because she's mm -hmm. under that. She says, um, when can we promote? I says, I don't think she's promotable. I mm -hmm. think she needs to just be here. She's not a problem for us because we know her signals, but she could what be a she? problem. She's she's about eight. She's the golden retriever, Goldie okay. Horn. <laughs> and she she came well we called her what was it blondie but that didn't work for me goldie works better um and she her original name was bell there's a lot of bells coming but i've already got a bella granddaughter and bella my dog um my it's, my Rotti. yeah you so need changed her name point, and yeah. she had got severe one of the most severe um because it's not just a food it's sometimes if you're fussing her and she feels that your hand belongs to you, she'll snap at your hand to keep your hand, but it hurts. She's re again, she's teaching me. And this is the thing but I look also at. Also, that behavior isn't, you wouldn't say that's kind of general golden retriever behavior. No, they, no, they tend no. to be very soft with their mouths and they can be mouthy in the way that they like to have something in their mouth to hold. Yeah. But you don't yeah. tend to hear of them being guardy of stuff because oh, terribly guardy. She'll guard like the um, she'll guard a piece of fabric. She'll guard a toy. So when you see my garden, there's not many toys. It's because when I put toys out, I'm watching them all the time. I haven't got time to do videos mm -hmm. because if one of them 
Now, the only one that seemed to get the toy offer is Rita the Rotty because she's obviously, she's just thinking, I'm going to get it, I'm going to get it, I'm going to get it. And then she'll just go in really quick and pinch it. And then Goldie shakes. Really, there's a tension about her. We've addressed the pain. So there's a tension about this guarding. She doesn't want to hurt the dogs. So she'll bark and growl, and it's really a guttural growl like you think yeah. she's going to kill them. It is and that then, makes your blood run cold noise. Yeah, like, like she's made, she's made, yes, she's given, I call it an ice shower. I'm not talking mm -hmm. a nice shower, I'm talking a nice, it's as though this, when she, the first few times I thought, oh, blooming hell, what have I took on? Because mm -hmm. the, I offered to help because it was slight resource guarding. <laughs> Bear in mind I've got grandkids. Now she's yeah. good with the grandkids, but I've, I've had to educate the grandkids around the multiple dogs. Of so course. you know what I mean with their toys and that. So there's there's areas for the children and then there's areas for the dogs. And sometimes Goldie has to go in the kitchen away. And then the my grandkids say, are the dogs in the kitchen? I go, yeah. Is Goldie in there? Yeah. They know they can only stand at the stair gate. Amazing. So, do you know what I mean? So again, it's how how when you're working on multiple dogs and their issues, how much you're gonna train the people. Because if you think you're going to make friends with a dog that's going to snap and get a gold bloody star, you're not. You're going to, the dog's going to have to do that. They don't want to do that. You can see Goldie's uncomfortable. And I say, it's all right, Goldie. It's okay. And I stand back. And then I go and get the digestive. She loves a half quarter of a digestive. And she'll drop whatever. Now I've got her that she'll drop whatever she's doing. And I say, come over here, sit, wait. She knows she's going to get that digestive now when I go and get, but I'm watching her all the time. Yeah. Because some people will throw something away. The dog's got their back to them. And I found it's better if the dog's watching you. Well, so yeah. that they see. And then as soon as I pick that up, I throw the thing. She's quite good at catching. I throw it to her. And I've usually got two pieces. So she has that. And I say, good girl. And I'm putting it away. And then I say, good girl. So, yeah. When I'm, you know, when you're looking at this, how, because I, I probably do it so automatically, I'm not thinking. Yeah. So when I have to break it down for my clients, I start really simply. But because I've got so many stories of success with not only my own dogs, but out there with foster dogs that have gone out. And mm -hmm. there are foster dogs that have gone out and they've, they've had to come back because they, these people have this story. That story stops at the door. Yeah. This dog has come to me for help. Yeah. The story I understand, I'm going to try and as best to understand what's going on. But from now on, that is not going to ever happen to you. You're going to be safe. You're going to be warm. You're going to have enough food. You're going to have a nice warm bed. Or if you like to be on the toils, that's up to you. If you want to be on the couches outside, that's up to you. I'm not fussy, but you're going to have what makes you feel safe and comfortable. Once that's sorted, then we can go on. And I don't mess. I don't talk to the dogs. A multiple dog, when a dog comes in, I don't talk to that dog for mm -hmm. a few days. Mm -hmm. I let that dog settle. All I call it for is food, in, wee-wee's out. You know, if they're on the lead, in the van, if they're not, you know, and all the rest of it. Yeah. So I keep it very simple, my interaction with that dog, because that dog is dealing with a multiple dog household. And, yeah. coming, and that's enough. I don't need to apply any more pressure. And I don't want to be a dog's best friend. I want to walk with them. I don't want to be their best friend because I'm a different species. They're my companion. I'm their companion. Yeah. And with my dogs, I'm their mama. So I'm their mom. Yeah. I'd make sure everything's all right. 
like you, I'll say, what the heck are you, what are you doing? And they all yes. don't make eye contact. And it's not that I scare them. I think it's just that I action things. If I see something in their mouth, I go and get it out of their mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Safely. You know, I wouldn't do it with Goldie. I'd get the biscuits. But one thing, though, I just want to go back on that you you touched on really briefly, but I think is a massive, massive thing, is you're educating your grandchildren and how to be around dogs appropriately. Yeah. You're and it should be part of the curriculum in school. Well, as a child that is capable of learning and understanding you are asking the child to understand and learn rather than expecting the sentient being to be perfectly behaved. Well, I look that my grandkids can walk through, and this is three grandkids, 20, 20. It, and sometimes I leave Goldie in if, I'm, if I've got them and they're playing hosepipe, you know, when it's nice and they're filling the buckets. They're mm -hmm. spraying, and I've got a few dogs that love hosepipe play, and that's fine. Yep. So they go out, they're, they're playing. I'm watching them. I've got the dogs that I would say I'm always watching. That's yes. it. I'm, I'm Monsters Inc. Always watching. <laughs> Number one, always watching. So I'm watching what's going on. And also, I think you have, when you've got a multiple dog, a household, you're not reliant on front end information. You're actually yeah. feeling what's behind your backside as well. So you've also got an awareness of what's around you. So I think you're the perception of what's going on all the way around is more than when you've just got one dog and you're looking in front. Yeah. Do you know do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm I've taught Xander's the, the Alexander, my eldest grandson. He when we he used to come out of my dog walks because I was going to give them up because you know when he was first born, we had him an awful lot. And I was going to give him up. And they, they says, No, no, it's all right, bring him out. So he came out from seven o'clock till four o'clock on dog walks. Mm -hmm. I did bottles, boom changes, all different ways, rain, everything. I was, I couldn't do it now, I'm, you know, another six years and you're too old. But because he was round dogs or because he'd be in a group of dogs going and meeting other dogs, other strange dogs, say over the Renner up in Dudley or, mm -hmm. you know, um, down in Womburn on the railway walk or whatever, I had to say, hold on, Xander, what is that dog saying? Don't go yeah. up to every dog. What is that dog saying to you? And he'd say, oh, I think that dog's a bit shy because he knew shy and he knew confident. I say, okay, then we don't go up to those dogs. Yeah. I said, if the dog comes up to you, ask it to sit. And he, one of his first words was out. It wasn't mum or dad. It was out, which is give <laughs> me space because that's what I used to carry you out. So it just, it's, again, with multiple dog households, it's not just the dogs that you've got to train. It's the whole lot, like, Paul, sometimes I could, my husband, bless him, love him to bits, but there's been times in the past. Between us not girls. <laughs> between us girls, that's going to go. There's been times in the past that I've got so upset because he isn't paying attention. Uh-huh. Set himself up in the middle of something when there was no reason. And the dogs know it. They know he's the weakest link. <laughs> So Bear, if a dog's been a bit busy round Daddy, Bear mm. will come off the chair and whoa, shepherd, yeah. he's shepherding. Yeah. Not biting. But I say, Paul, why don't you say, Bear, wait. And then you've got you've got your hand holding the one dog, which is what I do. One hand does one. Yeah. You've got to be ambidextrous. I'm even using my toes now. <laughs> yeah. 
you address the the room, you do the one dog that you know is gonna, and I say you set it up. You're not looking. You're not. Mm -hmm. Oh well, I'm the dog trainer. He says, can you take the back wheel off your bike? And I say, I could if you gave me the book and the tools. I said, but I've given you the tools. You're not paying attention to the book, are you, darling? <laughs> so again it's hey, about push. i bloody could take the back wheel off the bike thanks i can yes i can do quite i can tell you what's wrong with it but he's the mechanic so i leave him to do that and he enjoys it that's which is the same as me going out for a walk with my group that's just enjoyable an enjoyable time yeah yeah you know so so you'll relate to this because dale hates walking the dogs with me because it's stressful because I'm always on high alert. His exact words. Yeah. Walking yeah. dogs with you is stressful. You're always on high alert. No shit, babe. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because if you've got um, what I, a dog with issues, whether that's fear and they're going to scarper because, you know, you, I'm getting older, so I don't want to be pulled from pillar to post by a 42 kilo dog that in 10 foot can probably get up to 15 mile an hour. And I've yeah. already... Before I went away to um, Scotland, I was already pulled over. And I mean, a full pullover on a long line because I wasn't yeah. expecting it. They just went. They went that quickly. I couldn't get it round my arm, around my waist, you know, so that my yeah. balance can slow it down. You know, in pro probably totally incorrect use of a long line. I'd probably <laughs> fail and examine it. But when you're out on the field, all it was is they'd seen a dog and I needed to grab it. So I grabbed it, which I usually stand on it. Yeah, but because I wasn't very good at ballet dancing that night because it was nine o'clock at night. I'm usually in bed for eight. <laughs> I, it was a lovely night, so we took the dogs out. So I, I just look at it that um, you know when you're walking dogs or you're walking a group of dogs, there's 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 you know little Yoshi who's a Yorkie cross. Um, she's a lovely little girl, but by God, is she feisty! Mm -hmm. And she's dog, she'll just go up to him like a little ball bulldog, you know. And I, I have to pull it. She's the one that's on the lead. You uh -huh. have to keep her by me. Uh -huh. So I've got my rotties all off lead, and I've got this little, I don't know, eight kilo dog. <laughs> because the rotties are freaking trusted and a lot more social than the sassy little thing on the lead. Exactly that. So again, it's understanding the, the, the I again, I call it the bullet and the gun. If I let her go barking, she'll set, because they're a family, not that it's a pack attack, she sets them all on yes. eye alert. Yes. So they all go exactly. over a little bit more, What you, instead of the, what are you doing? How are you doing today? Nice You're day. right, it's, what's going on over here then? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's also, I mean, I worked with two dogs, Maddie and Tom, and I'd worked with them and I could not figure out what the problem was. Because whenever I went out with my dogs with them, they were fine. So I thought, right, Himley Hall, beautiful estate up the road. Mm -hmm. And I parked my van and I says, right. And they were right over the other side of the group. I says, let Tommy go, but keep Maddie on the lead. Let's mm -hmm. have a little bit of a... Yeah, let's, 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 let's experiment. Let's put on our science heads. Let's now, bearing in mind, there's no other dogs about. My dogs know when I say van, they get back in the van and I can shut the door before a dog can get there. They're all mm -hmm. off lead so they could run, hide, whatever. Because I also think sometimes leads complicate meeting. Yeah, 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 massively. You know what I mean? <laughs> so they let, are you sure? I says, yeah. I says, it's on me. I trust my dogs. And like, that, my do that was Sasha, Sasha the dash. 
Tommy mm-hmm. went so far, and then because Maddie wasn't behind him, he just trotted over. He slowed down, trotted staffies that were trotted over, said hello to my dogs, and then went back to mum and dad. I thought, right, now I know what's happening. Maddie is setting Tom up. Tom's going, what, 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 what's going on? And then he's attacking. He was biting dogs. And the thing is, though, with bull breeds, they've been bred to bite other animals. Like, I'm I'm always blunt about this because you know I love bull breeds. I'm a massive advocate. I think they're an amazing, amazing dog to have. But the fact of it is, bull breeds were bred to bite to bring animals, animals down. Yeah. Well, they they made to go for the, yeah. And they go for the throat. You can see that. You know, <clears throat> but yep. what, what that taught me again, standing back, and again, that was in, I said, What's going on? I'm, right, I'm going to try this. And they were over there, they were meeting up. And usually, we just have them, and I took a different set of dogs. And I said, And I says, I never have believed that if I hadn't seen it. I says, Well, mm. sometimes you've got to trust the animal without, and again, that's two dogs, one setting one up for failure, really. Yeah. And that's where you've in a group of dogs. You need to be mindful. So Chica on her own, her Royal Highness Princess Chica, is, I would say, kind of, she's just dog neutral. She is just neutral. If a dog comes over politely, she'll say hello politely. If a dog's a bit bouncy, she'll go, uh, mind your manners. But she's a mama dog, you know. She she likes to remind the young'uns of their manners. And if they're a bit older, she'll, how do you do? And that's it. Her and Minx together, mum and daughter, oh, my God, they turn into the Chihuahua Mafia. And you're just like, what are you two doing? Seriously, you're embarrassing. I've watched them get into such naughty little situations. Most people, because they're little, find it hilarious. If they were Dodge's size or even Munch's size, most people would probably absolutely put their pants. But I watched them tag team. And they will charge other yeah. dogs. Yeah. Minx on her own will charge. Cheek on her own. She's perfectly behaved princess. Yeah. yeah. And this is the thing when you're working with multiple dogs, sometimes not, like if I take Bella and Maya out. So Maya's 64 kilos, Bella's 40, maybe 38. She's a rotty, but she's the slim long leg, but model size rotty as I call it. <laughs> The model rotty. As um, opposed to the hefty ones. Yeah. Well, you've got the square ones, haven't you? I've got Jojo that's very square and hench. Yeah. Oh, and like, now Rita looks as though she's going to be like lady with the curly fur, you know, the mane, the curly fur, and the feathers yeah. coming off like the, I call them the chaps. Um, very technical, I know. Now, if I take Maya and Bella over the field, Maya does not leave Bella alone. She will not leave. So Bella's running after the ball for the time that I do. So they do the warm up, a little bit of ball play. But I'm getting to the point where I'm not enjoying that anyway because I find that there's, but there's enough room where they can stop nicely, so they're not coming to a yeah, stoppy. Yeah. Stoppy. They're not doing uh, a stoppy. Yes, not doing a stoppy, not doing a skiddy either. And because Bella's got both of her back cruciates done, that was why I kept her weight down, so she's model-like. Mm-hmm. But also, it's not fair on her. She's not enjoying. You can see her. She gets the ball. She's trying to get to me to bring the ball back like a good dog. And Maya's just keeps... Now, that's a lot of weight to keep on pushing into her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think... I, and then the one day over the field, I think Bella had just hit her tolerance level. So, again, even though a dog's tolerant... 
Mm. And Bellary is very tolerant. She's one of my best dogs. Not that they're all they're they're all best. No, but dogs, I know but you my mean. Best yeah. dog. Yeah. She's good at that situation. I use her a lot in stooge work. And she um or she lets me use her in stooge work because of the sausage at it. The end of it. And she she just went like that. And she put Moya on her back. She didn't hurt her. There was it was just slobber. And you know, I found when when (coughs) yeah, when I have interactions with the dogs and there's an issue, there's no damage with my dogs. It's all open mouths and bag fights, I call them. Yeah, yeah. When there's noise, it's not a problem. It's when there's a proper situation. For me, especially with Munch, if there's noise, she there's room for her mouth to make noise. If it's quiet, then I panic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah if it's that guttural, uh, or if it's still, stillness. And But when it's like, and like when the Rotties are playing, you'd think they were killing each other. Like the, the, the couple that we've... Um, Lucy, who's the fearful Rotty, and Rita, when they're playing, you think they were murdering each other out there. But it only lasts for a couple of minutes. And my sons yeah. have had to learn, say, listen. And then they'll listen. I say, can you hear their mouths closed? No. Well, when it's like that, they're playing. But yeah. if that continues, go up and then throw some scatter feed down. Yes, yeah. it just, Bring it it down. just breaks it yeah. all up. Um, but Bella, she, you know, it was instant. She didn't do it for long. It was like one, two, three, four. That was it. And then she shook herself off. Maya got up, shook herself off, and then minded her manners. Mm. She didn't get near Bella that, you know, and she minded it for a while. And then she, she's back to herself. But there's a little bit more respect now for Bella because yeah. Bella wasn't telling her, you know, whereas another dog would probably tell her. And because yeah, of yeah, yeah. Maya's big weight, when yeah. she... You know, plays with the dog. I mean, when she hits your legs, you know, it's like... Honestly, like, Dodge would think she's the best invention ever. Dodge would adore her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Because they could just play... Running running and buffing, and it would be great fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But when she hits you, like, I mean, she's she thinks... She's a bit like me. She thinks her backside's this big. (laughs) (laughs) And it's this big. (laughs) And you know, if it's, it's a side date and it's into double figures, we'll put it that way. Yeah, it's like when you're driving and you're breathing, what the heck is that for? Oh, you honestly, I did that today. I was overtaking a bus and another bus suddenly was coming towards me and I was like, <laughs> that doesn't help you. The intake of breath does not, you're not driving the night bus. It's not going to squeeze it. <laughs> but Maya, obviously in her head, has body dysmorphia, which is some of her character, because she still thinks she's the size of King Charles Cavalier at eight weeks old. She just doesn't have a concept of the fact that her head is the size of one of our little dogs. And Whereas again, Minx's head, she makes Maya's actual size look teeny tiny because she's the biggest dog in the world. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, there was yeah. uh, Logan, the the Great Dane, he was bigger, but. That is another thing to consider is your size in your groups. Yes. So not only is it the personality of the dogs, you've got to look at your size. And yep. there's times where, you know, like say it's a nice day and I'm just going out for one appointment. They're, they've all got the couches. It's all undercover, the water and everything there. They're quite comfortable because I've got the cameras and everything. But what I do is I bring the little dogs in. So they have their own space. And I'm, because if any, Yoshi, because of a, yeah, yeah. 
to them. And all it is, is they're going past and she's warning because we had a Rottweiler that I used to take out for walks, Buster, beautiful boy, he was really good with mine, but he was a really super reactive with other dogs. Mm-hmm. But he was fine with mine because, again, he trusted them. And mine have got the skills and obviously didn't send those signals. Yeah, and yeah. he actually launched off her back foot when she was just... So he launched up the side of the railway like jumping so all that pressure all that kinetic energy was on her for I oh, thought she'd broken a foot yeah. and we had to wrap it up the, the doctor said well we, we need to just give it a little bit of support I said well what do you think she was going around looking like she'd got ballet shoes on one foot because we we did some um bandage but then we had to wrap it with electrical tape because otherwise it'd get wet so it was red, red. Yeah. it looked very cute I got the matching collar very cute <laughs> and she got it she only had it on for a week I said are you sure that's okay because that's gonna make he says it won't hurt for a week but it just gives that because it was right on her growth foot plates of her, her wrist and her, yeah, her, her yeah. Metacol- so she her needed metacol- all her metatarsals and everything yeah, yeah. so it was, yeah. it was quite painful but that's another thing that people will get like the little dog because mom wants a lap dog but mm-hmm. you can't guarantee what that dog does and because, well, like, obviously, Mink's got, I know, Mink's stems from being chased. She got yeah. chased by a big dog once, so now she freaking gets in there before they get a choice. Yeah, yeah. Do not. And, and they're like, very, oh, I was just walking. Do not. All right, love, calm yourself. <laughs> yeah. And that is exactly what Yoshi does. Yeah. And Yoshi's very sociable. I take her out as a stooge dog. Yeah. She's on the lead. She'll be trotting. But it's it, it's sometimes with my own because that you know mom and dad come home and they're all waggy tails and everything else you know and greeting a dog which I did my study and greeting a dog for separation anxiety doesn't impact on the separation anxiety it doesn't yes. greet them greet your blooming dogs if you put your sign and you've got your cue to say you're leaving put it down and then greet your dogs it doesn't yeah um, and there's been a few studies on that Ren and Keeling and that um. <coughs> So when when like they're greeting, I think the little dogs then go to the top furniture, like across the back of the furniture, mm-hmm. and they wait. And then the big dogs can do their thing because they can cope with bums, especially Maya, who thinks her bottom's this small. <laughs> knocking everything over. She's not so, a size zero. She thinks she is. No, she's she's a healthy size fourteen. Is it size fourteen? That's the healthy size. Yeah, size but in her brain, she's a size four. Like. Yeah, absolutely she's missed the one off <laughs> so I think that when you're looking at your multiple multiple dog not only have you got to be aware of the environment and the people and what they expect so if you're you know the new dog always gets a lot more fuss leave that dog alone pay attention to the resident dog mm-hmm. you know and let that dog the other dog settle because the resident dogs you've just changed their world what the yeah. hell's going on I didn't get the memo how dare this logic come how long they're staying and then that is basically how Mings feels about dodge (laughs) then look at um you know exercising and having time alone with each dog yes you know watching when they're together and keeping that limited for the first few months keeping the time together don't just throw them in and also if they do get on and you get that couple of dogs that get on and everything's hunky-dory give them time to rest because as you and I know those dogs need rest otherwise you are going to have behavioral problems and it might not be to the resident dog you know resident dogs it may be to dogs outside because they're too tired to play yeah or they're hurting because they've been playing so it's 
it's just a balance of things. It's looking at your, you know, I love my stair gates. Before you get out my front door, you've got to go through three, three, three barriers before you get out the side door to the entrance outside. You know, you can't get out my back because they built houses there. How dare they? They said they would be lower, but they were looking in my garden. So they've got blanked off, sheds down the bottom of the garden. Um, so when you, I, I think with multiple dogs, it's, it's a little bit like um, putting a dinner party together and making sure everybody's got what they need and they have their own plate of needs met. That's what That's I think a is a good analogy. analogy. I like that. Do you know That's what I mean? And if they don't want to stay for pudding, they don't have to. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think as well, like, you know, the size thing, obviously, in my world is definitely always forefront because we've got the difference between four kilos and 33 kilos, yeah. which, and you've got the same, you've got like eight kilo dog and then you've got like 50 kilo dogs. So 64. She's a big girl. You know, that might even be a bit more than me. It, it definitely was pre-lockdown anyway. I'm not sure what I mean. Like, pre-lockdown, we would probably be about level. She's very good, but you've got to have an escape plan. When she's but running at the direction. The big dog to accidentally tread. Or even when you know when they're mouthing and and you know I'm not saying it's always perfect here I'm I'm not and I never oh, give that illusion. Well, like Munch and Minx will tooth spar, so Munch will be on the floor and Minx will be on the sofa and they'll be tooth sparring. Yeah, I'm never putting that picture up on the internet. Can you imagine? That's like Daily Mail fodder of yeah. Chihuahua's head going into Bull Breed's mouth playing. What they haven't seen is the chihuahua's trying to bite the bull breed's tongue and the bull breed's trying to move away yeah. from her. Well, we, we start, we've got a little um, lass of shit, so she was born on our sofa. I didn't know that mum was pregnant, you know, oh. so I'm no breeder. Surprise! Yeah. Surprise. Six little surprises, but we lost precious anyway. And Mia, who was a rotty, really good rotty, she was very solid, um... Mama Mia was her name, and she taught me a lot. She was a resource guarder. That was where I first started learning about that. And that was when I only had two dogs because I had me and my shadow. So Mia and my shadow, who was a... And the dog that was the, if you like, the lead dog, I don't want to say the hierarchical alpha, I'm not into that, but the lead dog that yeah, yeah, yeah. everybody, keeps everybody in order was Shadow, who was a... And this was against Rotties, uh, Malamutes, everything. Mm. Um, and she was a um, greyhound lurcher. I thought she she was one we actually purchased. She she was supposed to be a Labrador cross collie. She's a lurcher. I know. So you know when people say I did this, and I think yeah, I did. and I tell them because yeah, I think like that, that meme of you want this collie puppy, and it's actually a badger in the back like... of the car on the pub down the road. Do you want this puppy? There you go. Out the paper, you know how you do. We want a dog. We want one now. And this was, I mean, this was 20-odd years ago now. So well, children how did you it. pay for it back then? £80. Wow, that was expensive. Yeah. But I thought it was a lab. I thought, oh, well, we've, we've had labs. We like labs. And collies, oh, I can deal with a collie, you know, because they're all the collie people. And that's great. But so Mia used to allow Star to lick her teeth. But while she was doing it, you'd think she was going to kill her. Yeah. So she'd be, and then 
I've got a video somewhere. I've got it. And I, I used it on one of my aggression uh, workshops, seminars, yeah. and I, I said, right, what do you think's going on here? Because I always like to ask the audience what they see, because yeah. I know what I'm seeing, because I've lived with her. And she was like, ah, and it was a real guttural, rotty growl. And, you know, Star was just licking her teeth, as <laughs> she does, and Star's a little lass of shit. And, and then Star finished. And then Mia just sat there, looked at me, licked her lips, but then a foster dog came in thinking mm. they could do it. No. So you've also got to look at the familial, I don't say family bonds, it's familial bonds. Who yeah. can do more intimate things with who? Yeah. And because I've got such a large group, I know who can go up and lick somebody's ear. Or they do the standing line for Valentino. Valentino's the ear cleaner. So they go up to him and lean. It's ever so funny. And lean like that. Can so that again. Can you have a look at that, yeah, mate, please? Thank you. Clean it's a bit mocky today. Um, and actually, when people say, oh, do you, how do you keep your dog's ears clean? Like, it was usually tiny, which was a little Pomeranian, or it was Valentino, and they're the yeah. ear cleaners. And you do have the ones that, like, they find it comforting to lick, and the yeah. dogs find it comforting to be licked. But if, say, a Valentino went up to Rita and tried doing that, there isn't that bond there yet. That's still yeah. building, you know, so right. she'll let Lucy do it. Dodge and Munch will groom each other quite a lot and they'll sit there and they'll start for his bite face and it just turns into the licking game where it's, I call it tongue wars because yeah. that's what yeah. it looks like. But then Dodge yeah. goes to do it to Chica and she's a bit like, dude, your, your tongue's a bit big, mate. Can you kind of not do that to me? But then he'll go to lick her. Like she'll go to lick him and he's like, okay, but then he'll go sit back and she's like, oh, no, actually. But they're still, because it's that size difference, isn't it? It's them working yeah. out the, yeah. the logistics of what works and what's safe and what's comfortable. Because obviously her licking his cheek is probably quite cute, whereas him licking her cheek is actually like a great big wet rag slapping her around the face. Oh, and she's like, all licking her cheek. If you think of a T-Rex, it's like them or yeah. a bronchiosaurus, you know. It's like them licking our face, and it's like you 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 buy them out where the sharp stuff is, you know. And it's, Ghostbusters is Slimer when Slimer licked him. That's basically how Chica feels. Like she just feels like she's just had Slimer lick her face. She's like, yeah. Dude. So I think I think people expect to get a dog, and dogs know dogs, but they're person, they're individuals on their own. Yeah. They're units within units. Yeah. I've got units within units. I've got family. Now, Misty and Maya aren't that close because Miss Maya plays with the other ones. And then I have dogs that are okay being in a group, but they're loners. Mm. And that's North. He's okay going out. He loves being part of a family. Mm. But when I'm on a walk, I just want to bumble around the field. You know where yeah. I am, other than when it's foggy and I can't see him because he's white. And I lost him. You know what fog's like for echoing. I thought we're there. So I just sat, sat in the van and then he come trotting. Was that having a lovely time 20 Oh, yeah, he later. just had the best walk ever while you're there having palpitations that you can't find a fucking dog. So I, th I think when people are looking at multiple dog households and how it works, they also need to look at how their family works and are the rules the same? Yeah. Because, I mean, my, my husband calls me the BBB and I thought it was big, bodacious babe. That's what I thought it was. And it's big, bigger, badder bitch. That's what he, he says. He says the same as what you were in the classroom. I was never aggressive in a classroom. It was just, you don't want to be here, out you go. Or I address things. Yeah. They feel safe because 
you know, when I've talked to other trainers, they say, well, how do you do? I says, I don't know. I think it's the mum. It's the mum mentality that I want to care for them. And on some level, they get that. And I respect their space. So yeah. if they don't want to play, fine. If you want to go and run over there, that's fine too. As long as when I ask you, you come back. And I think that's where I say mine aren't the best trained dogs, but they have good manners. They do as I ask. Yeah. But their repertoire might not be wide because I can't train them to do Tom, Dick, Harry, twist, jump, down, over, no, round, through. No. <laughs> I need them to go out when I need them to go out. I need them to go back when I need them to go back. I need them to wait when I say wait. I need them to sit and I need door manners. That's it. Yeah. Stay in the van and come back. That's it. Yeah. And take them nicely off my hand. That is really, and I say to people, what do you want your dog to do? Because hmm. don't compare what you want your dog to do to somebody else. And yes. that was a big thing as a trainer. You know, I'd see these amazing, put yourself include, amazing people doing all this with the dogs. And I think, oh, I'd love to be able to do. And yet I take Jojo. And this is the difference. Two Rotties, Jojo did scent work for three weeks to a certain level, you know, with Jack Benton. Great little, great trainer is. I love him to bits. Yeah. And then I, I thought, oh, I'll try that with Bella. I haven't done that type of scent work. Mm-hmm. It took me an hour. So I'd done work every day, a couple of times a day with Jojo. That's the difference in, because I've had Bella from a puppy, I've moulded our relationship I understand when she's struggling I understand when yeah, she's got to yeah. stick the thing for three minutes but Jojo yeah. I had to teach her how to learn and that's yeah. again when you know as a trainer and behaviorist in a multiple dog household when you go in and there are times where to rehome that dog is the only option yeah of and course. it's nothing to be ashamed of I've gone yeah. in and I've worked for three months and I've said and they've done as amazingly and I say and they're just exhausted well, yeah. when it starts getting exhausted, there is a breakdown in a relationship. And I'll say, look, I am not going to judge you if you feel that the best option would be to rehome the dog. Yeah. Nothing wrong with the dog other than it won't get on with the resident dog or, you know. Yeah. But people I- don't go, oh, my God, you've just moved a child from that school into that school. Oh, my God, how could you do that? It's kind of the same principle. Yeah. Done ethically. Not yeah. because I have seen people get rid of old dogs and oh. I saw had some about it and then had the new puppy a week later. Yeah, no. Whole other conversation. And, and I then you just a... hope that that new puppy is an absolute sod to house train and causes yeah. bedlam. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or, but mouths really bad or whatever. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, but I, or, I think... Or they, they thought they were getting a Labrador and they fought a Malamar. Um... Yeah. Ooh. Now, that's a breed. I love watching them work, but they don't. I wouldn't have the dedication for them. It's like I had a collie here, foster collie, for six weeks. Mm. That was as much as I wanted because I love the fact that they'll do anything and they want to work, but it's like we're in chills. This is Rotty Household. We do a bit and then we chill and then we just share the place. Friend of mine was, um, he's got gun dogs, he works gun dogs, wanted a bigger dog for a little bit of security and also just a bigger dog around the house for, you know, making the wife safe, keeping the dog safe, all the rest of it. Going to get a shepherd. I went, don't get a shepherd. Do not get a shepherd. You have small yeah. people coming to your house, ha- like living in your house. You have small people visiting. There's lots of people coming out. I said, get a roti. Well, yeah, I said, look, don't get a shepherd, get a rotty. Temperament's more sound, but, but do you know what? She's slotted in. She's amazing. 
And he's like, I'm so glad. He said, I watch you and Dodge. He said, and I'm so glad I listened to you and went and got a Rottweiler. Because yeah. they so are... The guarding, yeah. They have the guarding instinct there, but it's not to the dramatic, extreme stupidness of the shepherd. No. <laughs> I agree. I have this, my friend, Angelina, is the right, she loves her shepherd, absolutely loves. She says they'd take a bullet for you. I says, so would my rotties. So yeah. I, so, as I says, yeah, but they're the, and I say, but every quality you're mentioning, I says that there are the breeds within there that have those qualities. I says, I think it's just what resonates with you. Yeah. You know, and we've got Doris, the diva, who's a French bulldog. She goes from zero to hero. And yeah. when she goes from zero to hero, she snots everywhere because she's been bred with such a short nose. She can breathe, contrary to, you know, somebody mentioning on Facebook, you know, she. I talked to the vet, she's fine, she can breathe. Only when it gets really hot, about 21 degrees, we have to put her in air-conditioned room. Because that, it, and it that's you struggle. understanding, and that's the, don't even get me started on bad breeding, because that's, again, another 20 podcasts. Um, but, so just before we summarise, right, if you were going to say to someone, what, what are the plus points of having a rotty, and then what are the bones of, do you really want a rotty? What would be your kind of points? You need, because of, I look at when I go out with Rotty, Staffies, German Shepherds, any of those big dogs, mm -hmm. I want, you need to put the training in. You need a good yes. citizen. Yeah. Right. That's the first thing. Are you going to put the bloody work in so that they're socialized, you know, or they're obedient? Even if they can't cope with a the dog, they'll come away from a dog, you yeah. know, that sort of thing. Um, be aware that they are heavy. <laughs> yeah. Another thing, you've got to look at picking them up, getting them in the car, you know, jumping out the car. You've got to be careful when they're jumping out when they're younger. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I I love my rotties. We, how old was I? 17. So that's like, oh, God, too many. A few days. years ago. Yeah, a few years, just a few. A bit of eye cream on. Um, and I look at the rotties. I just, I prefer girls to boys. That's just mm -hmm. me. You know, people ask me why, and I say, well, they're loving, and I say, boys are loving. I say, well, I think it's the the willy, when you're stroking the willy. I say, and this is a massive brush stroke, I just think the girls are easier. Yeah, and I do think they're, from my experience of training and working with them in the back, they're more malleable. Mm. They want, there's, there's more of that eagerness to please. It's more of a, I don't want to put a label on it because I don't like labels, but there's this... Um, Sometimes it's like, hmm, and what is in it for me? Whereas Bella, I go, I've only got to click the clicker and she's on. What do you want me to do, Mum? Yeah. You know, what are we doing? What are we doing? Am I doing something? You know, am, am I having to work it out? Am I going to have to learn what this is? Yeah. Um, again, I've got five rotties, all very different. So you can have the ones that need more exercise. Mm -hmm. You can have the ones, I think it's also finding out what floats their boat. So for Bella, it's problem solving. Mm -hmm. For Rita, it's just socialising. For Jojo, it's running after a ball. She looked like just a tossy ball. Mm -hmm. um, and she likes the scent work. And then for Lucy, because she was so terrified, it took me 18 months to work with her, because she was so terrified, she's got all the rotty, she'll bark as soon as Paul moves. So I'm working now on her not barking when Paul moves because yeah. it's getting annoying. 
Um, <laughs> you know, and I know why she's doing it. To do- default, I'm barking to say, I know that you've moved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's never hurt her. Yeah. But well, like you, you could just do a cheek puff, princess. We don't need yeah, the vocals yeah. as well. Yeah. So, you know, it's any dog that you're going to have, especially the ones that have got negative image in the media. Yes. I look at that. Any dog that's, you know, a little pomp, no problem. But they're, from my experience and being on the pomp sites, they can be mardy little monkeys. When you've got a dog that can do a lot of damage, yes, you have that responsibility to yes. train them how to use yep. that mouth wisely. Yep. That's it. How to stop, how to wait, and mind the manners. And if you haven't got the time for a big dog to do that, and I'm not talking about a dog that you know, um, that I see and they're doing training and, and it's wonderful and they're doing agility or you know, hoopers right. or whatever. I'm talking yeah, yeah, just yeah. about a good citizen. So if they don't like people, they'll walk past them. Yep. So when you've got a, this, neg- you don't, I don't want to add any more fuel, which was why I was annoyed. There was a dog um, that was te- um, um, a rotte, and he just, this, this man would let this dog, and he had this collie, and he didn't do exceptional damage, but he did to the little dog. Mm. And... I get so mad because I go out and I work with these staffies and these Dobermans and these shepherds and these bulldogs and these English bulldogs and all the other bulldogs that are out there, mm-hmm. French bulldogs even. And I'm working so hard so that they're good citizens. And then yeah. poof, that's in the noose. Yeah. So all, you know, using them as demon dogs. So I just look at, I want to offset that negative media by yeah, making yeah. sure my dogs are gentle sociable and if they're uncomfortable they give me the look and then I can work on great family dogs they're lovely they're nice they will turn their paw to most things whether it's scent work or I've got a rotty that comes and does um hoopers I know one that does scent work obviously a lot of them are used like even like the kind of protection sports IPO working trials like you can train them to a very high level if you wish to now what is the coat like is it like they molt all the freaking time and you end up with little pin needles everywhere? Or do you have the two because they've got a double coat and depending on the dog, like I said, Rachel and Lady had the longer wavy coat. Yeah, they had like a nice light perm through it. Mm-hmm. Um, a beach they, wave, if you would. Yeah, a beach wave, like the the one that yeah, like they've just been surfing, um, and. They molt, so but there's not a lot of it. It's just a certain two twice a year, a bit like your shepherds. You know when they blow that back of yeah, the, the yeah, legs and it, yeah, you can, it, can't you? you can make a wolf star out of it. They're similar to that. Okay, and I, I will say that although um, the Samoyeds and the Newfoundlands lose their coats all year round, there are certain t- changes of temperature. Like now, yeah. we're getting the. You know, the dust things going through. The I say, people call them dust bunnies. It's watership down in this house at the moment yeah, because yeah. everything's blowing its coat. The yeah. chihuahuas are blowing their coat. The Stephanie's blowing her coat. The shepherd's been blowing its coat for the last fucking month. Um, but it's fine. Right, Catherine, I'm very aware of the time because I know you have a little person to go and collect. I do, yes. So I, do. I just want to say thank you so, 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 so much for joining me. And... I think we need to get you back again because I mean, okay. <laughs> hours anyway. But 
I think, I think I'd like to be back again um, to chat a bit more about some other stuff and like just, yeah, we've touched on so many subjects and I'm like, oh, I want to talk more about that. I want to, and it's going to end up being like a 20 hour episode, which, you know, it's it's already well over an hour. So I think we'll, we'll stop where we are. It's but yeah, then I would love to have you back. I will come back. No problem. So next se- next season, next series, we will get you back on and we will join in more. So if people want to find you, just where are you based? Where can they find you? What do you do? Right. Mainly it's on Facebook. Yep. That's where I do most of my, um, I have got a business page, but because most of my posts are public, I, you know, and talking to these media people, um, I do personal as well as business blogs, yeah. if you like, because sometimes things run in, like, as I say, I'll do an example with, say, my sons or my grandkids that will go yeah. into motorcyclists that will go into dogs. Yeah. So I do all my hobbies together, um, and this is my vocation. You know, I'm not saying having 22 dogs in a house isn't hard work. And for those people that worry about one set of muddy paw prints, I think I'll rock on. You know, you. <laughs> I have a small one paw print on the carpet. Either. We don't. We have hardwood floors and I use towels a lot and I use the vet bedding. Um, yeah. Where's like through that so that they're not yeah. hurting my joints and that. Um, so there's ways around it. And but I, 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 I really enjoyed it and I thank you for asking me. I was nervous. No, Not, never be nervous talking to me. Because I want to do a good job. So if, you, if I'm nervous, I know that it's, it means something to me. And that you know, I appreciate. I very much appreciate that. So um, it's Catherine Phoenix Hallam on Facebook, isn't it? People want to yeah. stalk yeah. you. If you follow me on Facebook, guys, if we're um, friends, I quite often share um, Catherine's blog post. One, I think one of your ones that went very viral was the predatory drift one because that was yeah, somebody pretended to copy it and I had to tell them to get it up. Like, they even left my joking. Like, but I try, I try and write the science of it because I love research, Carrie Ann. Like, you know, I have quite a few people that say, Have you got anything on this? And I've got files of research. Uh, honestly, will... like, you, you are like the walking, like, but I can't retain it like I used to because I'm, you know, getting old, grey hair. Um, so as long as I've got um, it in a folder, I can remember which one it is so I can see where it is. And then if somebody asks me about scent work, I've probably got 32 papers on that. If yeah. somebody asks me about separation anxiety, because it was my dissertation, I've got folder on that I mean there's probably 320 because it's not just about dogs you look at other animals as well as people you know what's going on then you look at the emotional side so that's panskept stuff um and then you might look at Feldman is it Feldman Barrett you might look at that because there's the constructs of emotion and that's something that we haven't discussed in here you know so there's loads but I have um I'm curious, like when we were driving to take these dogs to Portugal and I had to drive because Paul's license hadn't come through because he's diabetic and every three years it has to renew. And I was driving for from half past two in the morning till 11 o'clock that night. Mm-hmm. To keep me entertained, something would pop up in my head and they'd get on Google. And I'd say, well, what, where did that word come from? You know, if we saw a yeah, word. Yeah, yeah. So 
I'm very curious about the world. I think that that's the easy, I'm curious Catherine, but I'm also curious canine Catherine. So I like to, I'm curious about what works with the dogs and what are the, what's the science saying that I'm not seeing or what am I seeing that the science is not saying. That, and that's where my my love of research goes in. Like my my books, which I finally will get to write, probably starting next week, will be on complementary therapies and animals because I've used them on them. Yeah. So okay. I don't care that there's no journal articles on them. I've seen next the proof. time we're going to talk separation anxiety. We're going to talk complementary therapies and probably everything else in between as well. <laughs> I'll send you the link. Everything. It'll be amazing. Right, Catherine, thank you so, so much for joining me. Really appreciate you. And until next time, guys, remember you can follow us on all the social medias. Um, you can follow Dodge Shepherd and Minx Chihuahua on Instagram. And until then, stay safe, be kind, wash your hands thoroughly, keep your dogs on lead around livestock, don't let them lick toads. Take care, guys. Bye. For more information on Hoopers, where to find classes and Canine Hoopers World Instructor courses, find us on Facebook, like our page, join our free group, Canine Hoopers World. You can follow us on Instagram and we're also on Twitter at Canine Hoopers. Check out our website, www.caninehooperswild.com. Remember, Canine Hoopers World, everyone's invited.